but not broken. With host Patrick Scroggins. As a U.S. Army attack helicopter pilot deployed in Iraq, Patrick faced a devastating crash, which resulted in him dying, losing a leg, and a slew of broken bones. Patrick's story of rehabilitation has helped others to overcome their own obstacles. Each week, Patrick recounts stories of inspiration and interviews guests who have overcome remarkable obstacles. This is Wounded But Not Broken with your host, Patrick Scroggins. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Wounded But Not Broken. Uh, tonight, after a two-week hiatus for me, uh, I've been uh, super busy. Finished uh, moving to Chicago, finally up here for good. Got everything up here. Uh, spent uh, 10 days in Hawaii where my life changed for the better, the best probably it ever has in my entire life. I got married to my soulmate, and uh, it was a great, great time in Hawaii, and it was good to relax and, and get back. But now we're going to get back at it and uh, – get back to doing these, these podcasts that I, that I know are, these stories are helping so many people and uh, that's what it's all about. And I'd like to, you know, just uh, shout out uh, to everybody, you know, that's supporting the, the Ukraine and, and that, uh, you know, sad endeavor that they're going through and it's unfortunate and it's, uh, it's uh, just a it's, a, it's a bad thing that, you know, war uh, is just a, it's, it's a very, difficult thing to deal with and especially if you're part of it and so you know our our heart hearts prayers are always out with the people from ukraine uh tonight we have a special guest uh the vietnam veteran uh ron sherman he was a military policeman and uh, served in uh, some other units and was drafted into vietnam so we're going to ask him about the draft and uh kind of his journey uh, i know he's got uh some stories to tell uh, most of the vietnam guys do you know that was a that was a tough one and so uh i'd like to welcome ron sherman the show. Hi, thanks, Patrick. Uh, oh, you're welcome. Any of you, listen, you listening? We're in the 504 to 127th in uh, 1967 in Vietnam. I'd be glad to hear from you. Um, my story is pretty not amazing. It's just a story, okay? I got drafted. I got drafted switching colleges, and I don't have a spleen. We have a condition in my family called spherocytosis. In World War II, you did not go into World War II in the Army without a spleen. I went with a doctor's note to the draft board because I got drafted switching school, and they proceeded to rip up the, the note and put me on a plane to Fort Polk, Louisiana, which is the hellhole of America. Um, <laughs> and that was the beginning. That was the beginning of my story. And uh, we, we, I ended up getting trained in sort uh, sort of Green Beret training, not the whole thing at Fort Bragg. And we went to Vietnam, and we went to Quinn Yan was my first stop. And uh, uh, five months, six months after in Quinn Yan, my captain decided. Uh, he didn't like me and my partner too much and shipped us to play coup near 17 miles from the Cambodian border. So we would get a dose of rocketing and getting shot at all the time on patrol. And uh, five days before I was coming home, uh, being military police, we were going to all the Mama Sons, the bars, to say goodbye to the Mama Sons, the hookers, and the whole bit. And I took a call on the radio that uh, a guy was stuck under a truck is what I thought. 
put on the highway frequency, and all I'm hearing is machine gun fire. And me and my partner drive up. It just was an ammo convoy of ours. It was just wiped out by 200 North Vietnamese regular army. And just the two of us and uh, our jets were coming in over my head and our tanks down the road. And uh, I, if I had one bullet, I had three, 400 bullets go past me and not hit me. And I'm calling in for medevac choppers, and they start running. And I got my uh, wounded on the medevacs and got them out of there. And uh, my sergeant and another MP happened to come along. I, I I had the theory of you don't die with your boots on, you don't die with a loaded pistol. And I was uh, unloading my seven rounds, and I, I nailed two of them. And... My sergeant, I said, I'm going home in five days. And he said, you're not going to go anywhere if you don't go with me to go after him. So we chased, I picked up an AK-47 Russian machine gun. We chased them down. We captured three or four of them. Uh, the whole area was blowing up around me. I, I, that's when I believe in the nine life theory like cats have. And eight of them, I lost eight of them in that battle. And... When I got back with the prisoners, this colonel come up to me and said, I can't believe you guys. I've got, I'm going to get you a medal. And I said, I don't need a medal. I'm going home in five days. I don't want a medal. So the usual army takes the name, rank, serial number, the whole nine yards. And uh, I come back. I got 100 days left. I get out of the army. I get a call from the mayor of my town. And since my mother was involved in politics, I knew the mayor, I knew the senators, I knew the house, I knew everybody. So they decided to pin a brown star with a V on my my chest for that particular incident. And I'm and I'm not making this statement. I'm not I'm not wasn't a hero. I was trained to do what I did. I was caught in a circumstance that was not something you want to drive into. And when I got out I never heard from the VA affairs. I never heard from the Army. I heard from nobody to explain to me anything about your rights and what, you, what if there's anything wrong with you, any doctor to see, nothing. They even lied on my discharge papers and said they gave me a hearing test when I got out. They gave me nothing. They did nothing. So, hey Ron, real quick, if I if I could interject here, I just I, I want to I, I kind of want to I just have a couple questions about your engagement. So when when you yeah. uh, you know and you talk about medals, I mean none of us none of us were in it. We didn't join and we didn't serve for medals, right? But um, right. people are in the you know people in you know they extorm they they perform extraordinary acts and extraordinary circumstances, and that's what it sounds like it was. And so you know I I think the medal thing is is a way to reward that because. You know, when it's that fight or flight. I mean, when you get shot at, you can either cower and start getting scared and you cry, or you can stand up like a man and you can charge it and you can end the end the end the fight, right? And so, how, how many guys were yeah. wounded? Uh, if my recollection was, there was probably eight or ten trucks, and only three or four of them were were uh, wounded. I, the rest of them were dead. Oh wow! So it was it was an ambush. They ambushed them on the road, I assume. Yeah, they took they took them out on the highway. It was a, it was a few miles out of what we call downtown Pleiku, which 
who knew? Who, you know, that's the first contact I had with the regular army guard treating me. So all this was just VC. Right. Yeah. I, man, that's crazy. Yeah, I know. You know, you were in that. You were in that zone. We used to call the complacency zone because you were all. You're. You know, when you when you get within a couple of weeks of going home, I mean, that's kind of all you think about because you've been there for so long and it sucks so bad and and you know the circumstances just are just terrible and you're you know you just want some sort of um, relaxation right so you're in that complacency zone and that's you know that's usually when the worst shit happens is when you're in that zone where you know it's right before you go home and you're like oh shit here we go but um you're absolutely man. right i did i didn't even have a black jacket on i had a that big <laughs> mp on my front of my helmet and at a 45 i didn't even have a rifle with me yeah man that's crazy yeah i used to i used to jump on my soldiers asses all the time about about getting complacent and you know until you're until your wheels up on your way, man. It's uh, that uh, no matter what. I mean, that you're, uh, there's a bullet out there that has your name on it, and you need to be ready for it. So, well, there was um, a bounty on MP. There's a bounty on. There was a bounty on MP heads in Vietnam. South Vietnamese didn't like this either, because we would stop the contraband and the and all the all the stuff that they were trying to do. So all the opium we heard, trading were, and stuff. We heard there's a fifty dollar bounty on if, if they can bring home an MP head. So we had, you know, the whole time we we're there, we we're hearing all this stuff about killing them, killing MPs. I mean, yeah, the GIs didn't like us because we were military police, but I never busted anyone for for that I caught off off, off limits or, or anything because I didn't want to bother. I just drove them back to their barracks and forget the paperwork that they were were curfew. It wasn't worth it. Right. Yeah, I mean, at some point, you know, when especially uh, when soldiers are in that environment for that long, I mean, it's inevitable. I mean, people are going to cut loose and, you know, I mean, uh, it doesn't do any good to to like really reprimand them. I mean, unless it's just terribly bad stuff. But I mean, you got to understand that, you know, it's it's we we ask uh, so much out of our soldiers to do that people cannot understand and never can relate to. And, and so they have to unwind in, in one way or another. But I mean, I'm assuming was opium a really bad problem uh, for you all, for the MPs to deal with? Uh, there, you know, you know, in Vietnam, that's all that stuff is just growing there. Yeah. You know, grass, grass, whatever. It's just there. It's just there. Right. You know, yeah. I, I, I could I, imagine. I can but tell you. I can tell you. I delivered a baby, a Vietnamese woman's baby. Uh, this is your complacency story. My partner and I were blocking the fork in a road, and uh, we fell asleep. It was two o'clock in the morning, and you talk about being complacent in Vietnam. That's not a smart move. Um, and all of a sudden, someone's tapping me on the shoulder, and it's this young girl with her grand, her mom crying bloody murder. And I could tell that she's about to have a kid because she looked like she was about to burst. And uh, I put I put her in my I called in the station. They didn't want her anywhere near an American hospital, so they 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 sent me to a Vietnamese hospital. And I delivered a kid in the back seat as my partner was driving. And we get to the doors, and they don't want to let us in. So I, I'm hanging out the side with a car beam, shooting the hell out of their gate. And cra- we crashed the gate, and I carry her in, and here's all these women delivering kids laying on the floor in the, in the hospital. You know, 
shit like that yeah. that you see that you don't think about it at the time it happened, but it wears on you after after the fact. Oh yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that a, a little later. So the um, just to put it in perspective, so you were drafted into Vietnam, so you 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 didn't have a choice. I mean, you were you went in. So at that point, what were you making a month? Just to put it in perspective for people now. I was making $125 a month, and I got $75 a month combat pay in Vietnam. Yeah. So that, that's a really important point that I, I really want uh, the younger listeners to understand that, you know, the military has come a long way. I mean, still have a long way to go, but you were essentially making $200 a month fighting for this country 8,000 miles away, getting shot at every day. And, you know, and, and I, and I know that when you came home or when the Vietnam veterans came home, it wasn't a warm welcome. Um, and that is disgusting to me. And that, uh, as long as I live, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that our soldiers never get treated like that because I didn't get treated like that because of gentlemen like you. And I would just want to say thank you for that because, uh, the Vietnam guys were there, uh, wholeheartedly standing up for us when we came home and, and that that means a lot, you know. This uh, to get to go what you to go through what you all went through when you came home to do what you did is and to to not, you know, frankly beat the shit out of somebody. I mean, it was just it's amazing to me. But um, yeah, so I, first of all, I just want to thank you for your service and and uh, everything you did for the country. Well, uh, thanks a lot. But to, to go piggyback what you just said, yeah, it was. I happen to be getting the struggle sometimes delivered to me over there. You know, I'd get them every, every week I'd get a bundle of them. And it seemed like every time, every time there was a, any protesting going on, and this is my own thought on this, anytime there was protesting going on in the United States on the Vietnam war, which was like all the time, you, you would find that we would get rocketed or things would happen that would inspire the, Vietnamese, the VC and the North Vietnamese to attack. That was their, in my opinion, that it might not be true, but it seemed like they knew when there was protesting going on and it fueled their fire to come after us. Oh, I, I think I wholeheartedly believe that. And, they, and that still happens today. I mean, if you don't think that our enemies around the world don't watch our news and, and piggyback off what's going on in our country, you're crazy. Um, we do it, so why why would we think right. that nobody else would do it? Yeah, it, anytime, it, any, anytime uh, there's a vulnerability and you can expose that vulnerability, you're going to do that. I mean, that's just a, I mean, that's yeah, that's textbook. The story that uh, Mark was mentioning to you, I was on patrol. I had a Vietnamese interpreter, a military police Vietnamese with me. We were in one of those armor-plated jeeps with a machine gun tourist. And we're driving along in a BC area, and, and I get stopped by uh, a mountain yard chief. If, if people don't know what mountain yards are, they're the they're the more primitive people that were in Vietnam. Uh, they gotcha. sort of wore hey, hey, Ron, like the wear- Ron, really yeah. quick, really quick. I, I know this this is an awesome story, and I don't want to have to interrupt when we're getting to the climax yeah. of it. So we're going to take a break, a word from our sponsors, and when we come back, you all don't want to miss this story. So just hold tight, and we'll be right back. All right, thanks. You're listening to Wounded But Not Broken. 
with host Patrick Scroggin. We will be right back after a word from our sponsors. My father was the, the best truck driver I've ever known in my life. Like a family tradition. I'm a truck driver myself. I drove around the state with my cat. To be the truck driver, you not just only see where you go, you see the world in the larger perspective. This is a really good time to be in the trucking industry. The dispatchers get good loads for them. The equipment is very new and then it's very reliable. At GTS Transportation, we make dreams come true by employing truck drivers, dispatchers, mechanics, and many other occupations. Consider joining our rapidly expanding team where we put quality, human dignity, and respect back into the workforce. Contact us by visiting our website at gtscarrier.com or call us at 847-754-4667. That number again, 847-754-4667. Dallas Corporation and Dallas Logistics, a proud supporter of the Veterans Radio Broadcast for over 15 years. High-quality printing services and warehouse distribution have been our hallmark since 1985, serving Fortune 100 companies for over 35 years. Check us out at www.dallascorp.com. VDAC, an online application that helps veterans research and file for their VA disabilities, empowering the veteran to take full control of your claim. Find out more by going to our website, nifb.org, and clicking on the VDAC button. Once again, our website is nifb.org, and click on VDAC. Welcome back to Wounded But Not Broken with host Patrick Scroggins. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, we're here with Ron Sherman, and I kind of had to interrupt him in, a, in the middle of this. Uh, it's a pretty important story, I feel, so I wanted everybody to uh, hear it straight through without a break. So, Ron, you can uh, pick up where you left off, sir. All right, let me preface uh, before I tell you the end of the story. I'm not telling people the story about this that makes me anything special. I'm just making a small year situations in battle or in Vietnam or wherever you've served that you've been confronted with various situations that affect your mind. So I'm going to finish this story and then I'll proceed to talk about the VA affairs. We were on patrol. We get cornered by this this chief and my interpreter tells me that they, they have an officer who was trying to screw his daughter. And I, I found the officer hanging by his feet with his penis in his mouth. And we cut him down. That was, that was sort of a, I mean, I'm not approved, but that wasn't something you want to see. To see a dead officer with his penis in his mouth. And I had to haul him all the way back to the, back to his, to the company. That, that kind of stuff that was going on there, that there was all this, that goes on in every war, every battle, all things that happen to soldiers are confronted with and what they see that affects your, your mind and you don't know it affects your mind. 
That's the problem. And when you get back, no one, the Army and the VA told me nothing. They never even said, I didn't, I didn't know about PTSD. I didn't know anything. They said they gave me a hearing test when they gave me my papers to leave when I was uh, discharged. They never tested me for anything. And I got to imagine most of you guys the same thing. You weren't tested. And they lied on the papers and said you were tested. The goal of the VA affairs, in my opinion, is to fuck the Vietnam vets. Every doctor I've met at a VA, I am strictly VA medical now, and every doctor has agreed with me that all they want to do is fuck the Vietnam vet. And that's straight from the VA doctors. So any of you out there that are having a hard time, call the DAV. If it wasn't for the DAV, I would not be getting 70% disability right now from the for my PTSD. I have a hearing uh, uh, meeting tomorrow about my hearing that they don't want to allow, even though they gave me hearing aids. But my my own doctors have, have said that when you t- when you were trying to fire on fire on the range, you didn't have hearing aids back then. All that affected your hearing. All the things you saw in combat, all the things that happened, that could cause PTSD. Forgetting the forgetting that we're all we are all subject to Agent Orange, and they won't they won't give you nothing unless you have the, the big the big diseases, cancer, prostate, you know, Parkinson's. If you don't have the big stuff, they don't want to pay you a nickel. So fight for that. As much as you can, go to the DAB, let them help you. I gave them power of attorney, and they got me within months. I got 70% for my PTSD. We're now in the process of fighting six or seven or eight other claims, thanks to Mark, uh, who's associated with this program. And we are going to hopefully get me to 100. 100 gets me dental. They won't even give you dental unless you're 100% disabled, which is pretty. yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, there's no, there's no doubt there's flaws in the system, and and I think, and I couldn't, I couldn't imagine uh, back in that day because everything, everything is being caught up, and I, I you know, I just, I want to make a statement here real quick because we are live, and and I know there, are, you know, there's a lot of people listening to this, and you know, war, I want these stories told as they're seen. And so, you know, sometimes they're very graphic and, and I apologize for that. And I've even been pretty graphic about my stories. And so uh, before I get a bunch of emails, I just, I just want to say that, you know, these war is not a nice thing. And these stories and these experiences that people go through, uh, however graphic they may be, are designed to, you know, teach us something, to teach us what men and women of this country are willing to stand up and do and fight for you when you don't have to, so you can lay in your bed at peace at night and knowing that there's people that will go out there and put themselves in harm's way for you. That's the first thing. Second thing I want to get to the VA. The VA, you know, obviously it's a, it's a giant entity. It's, it's a government ran, very political. And um, there's no doubt that we, it it has came a long way um, from the research that I've done and the people that I've talked to. And, you know, I'm very sorry that you have had such a, a difficult time, 
And, you know, and again, I'm, I'm so happy that you were, you were able to get hooked up with the DAV and Mark. And, and there's a lot of people out there that are very knowledgeable about, about the system. And it's kind of like, you know, I look at the VA, it's kind of like the tax code, that disability rating, right? Um, I've even recently found out that I have been um, not uh, labeled right. As, as, and so I'm getting ready to, to make another claim. Um, they, they basically just kind of ran me through. And, and, and of course, I got 100%, but I should be in a whole different category. Um, but, you know, either way, uh, you know, there's things, there's people, and there's a lot of organizations out there, DAV being one of them, that will, will fight for you and, and help you get what you deserve because you deserve it. It's not something that, you know, uh, it's not something, it's, you're entitled to it. I mean, you went and fought for this country, and, and uh, you know, you can only imagine the things that you experience and, and have seen. And, and that does, that, mess with somebody, that messes with people's psyche, and it's, it's a very difficult thing. Um, you know, to live with that, you know, I always say when I'm talking to kids or whoever it may be, it's the, it's the wounds that you cannot see are the worst ones. Uh, you know, the ones that you, that are etched in your brain, uh, that you close your eyes at night and, you know, you just can't get rid of them. I mean, they're just they're always going to be there. And it's a very, you know, it's a hard, hard thing to figure out how to deal with them, them kind of wounds. But, um, you know, I, I, uh, I'm, truly grateful for, you know, everything that you did for the country. And I'm, I'm so sorry that, uh, you know, in a way that uh, we have, you know, failed you and we failed a lot of Vietnam vets. And, and that's where I feel like I come in as a, the younger generation that has been there. And, and, and I really want to pave the way to make things better. And uh, that's what I'm trying to do. And so, you know, I hope, I hope I'm Mark, Mark's very knowledgeable about all that stuff and I'm sure he's going to help you and I'm sure you're going to get what you deserve. Yeah, he's been he's been over the top helpful. I couldn't thank him enough. Yeah, it's you know, and it's never too late. I mean, we have to, uh, you know, people are gonna people are gonna have to pave the way, right? People are gonna have to pave the way, whether it's it's the good or the bad. I mean, you gotta you're gonna have to have the people that experience the bad to come forth to the people that can make some change and express that. So the people that have the um, fortitude to go ahead and, and try to fight for the change. Right. So, I mean, that's just typical government stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of hope that someday it gets a lot more streamlined. And I think with the program that Mark has created, I, it's, I mean, that's a game changer. I think the, the VDAC software, it, it's a game changer for so many veterans, whether you're a Vietnam vet or, or, you know, any kind of vet. I mean, it's it's a game changer. And I would encourage everybody to look at the VDAC program, um, test it out, and uh, get involved, uh, you know. And, and you kind of have to, you kind of have to, when it comes to the VA and, and your disability and your your struggles, you, you, you've got to be your own king, right? I mean, you got to take it into your hands and, and you got to fight for it. And it's unfortunate that you have to fight for it, but... Um, you know, you got to, you can't just give up. Nobody wants to give up. If you give up, then you don't fix anything. We got to get it. We got to get it fixed. Yeah, I agree with you. It's unfortunate that you, if you file claims, you file your claims on your own, you're going to get swept under the rug. They have, they have these people that are sitting there making decisions for all of, all of us military individuals that have been affected by whatever war you fought in or whatever you did. And they have these, my orthopedics doctor from the VA at James Lovell in Chicago proceeded to tell me that the lows of the lows are the guys sitting there, women and men 
They're making decisions on whether you have a claim and reject you. And they get, I think they get a bonus for rejecting. And they make your life holy hell trying to get a claim through. That you're not trying, you're not cheating the government. You're not cheating the VA. You just want what you deserve for being worried, fighting in a war that you had to be in. So that's why I found by saying go to someone to help you make the claim. Don't do it on your own. You'll get thrown under the bus. You'll get shoved underneath the rug. You'll, you'll never see a claim go through. Yeah, well, you know, and that's, and that's the thing. And, that, and that, that's what makes uh, our society such a great society. And, you know, I guess, I guess when I said Mark, Mark, Mark is a, a part of NIFV. I mean, it's, I'm a part of it. Mark's a part of it. General Grange. Uh, you know, there's a whole slew of people there and uh, Mark did develop the software, but we're all very um, up, upbeat with the program and the NIV will do everything they can to help any veteran uh, just reach out to us. The DAV will do anything they can, do. you know, DAV is a great organization that does a lot for veterans and they've done a lot for veterans. Um, and so, and there's a lot of organizations out there that will stand up and fight for you. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate, but I think that I honestly think um, just from what I've experienced uh, around here, uh, or at least in my experience with the VA, it is getting better. Um, you do have to be kind of very assertive with with uh, what you want. And, there, you know, the VA is just like anything else. You're going to have doctors in there that um, aren't well versed on a lot of things. And that's just unfortunate, whether they're junior or, or they just think they know everything and, and you know, they just want to... Um, you know, check the block basically. And, uh, you know, you have to become a student of your own body and your own game to make sure that you're following through and, and doing your own research, um, to get what you want. You know, you, I, I've always been a very big advocate of, you don't want to rely on everybody else. You do want to rely on yourself. You have to rely on DAV and, and like NIFV to help you, but you still want to understand the process. You still want to understand your injuries and what you're entitled to. Um, you know, I, I can tell you one situation, uh, and this wasn't a VA, this was an army, uh, army situation. I was in Bethesda, or, or I'm sorry, in Washington, D.C., and um, I was in bed basically in a half-body cast, and I, two nurses were, um, you know, playing grab-ass, and one pushed me, and I rolled off the bed, and it dislocated my knee because my knee got caught between the bed and the handrail. And, you know, it sucked. But, you know, I mean, what can I do? I mean, shit happens, right? And so, uh, you know, you just got to keep keep persevering and uh, just keep pushing forward. You know, bad shit happens to all of us. And, uh, you know, if you go through life and nothing bad happens to you, then, man, I guess to me that you're not really experiencing life because if, if you're not out there, you know, doing your thing and um, you're just not experiencing it. But I really uh, – I really just want to emphasize that there's a lot of organizations out there to help people in IFB, DAV, and, and multiple, multiple other ones. There's a lot of nonprofits that do a lot of things and uh, a lot of great things for soldiers. Um, unfortunately, there's always going to be hiccups in the system and, and whatever it may be. But, you know, I think, I think we're going to get ready to, I think we're getting on a good track to, to getting things better. Um, but, you know, it's just, it starts with one soldier at a time. Uh, with that being said, we're going to take another commercial break, and we'll be right back, and uh, more from Ron Sherman when we return. Thank you. You're listening to Wounded But Not Broken, 
with host Patrick Scroggin. We will be right back after a word from our sponsors. Attention, looking for semi-drivers nationwide. GTS Transportation of Burr Ridge, Illinois, is looking to hire a partner with experienced CDL holders in every state. If you are going to drive, why not drive for the best? Whether you are driving solo, as a team, or as an owner-operator, GTS is looking to add you to their rapidly growing company. Become part of one of the most respected, driver-friendly, and successful transportation companies in America, where drivers are treated as royalty. Contact us at gtscarrier.com. Again, gtscarrier.com. Or call us at 847-754-4667. That number again, 847-754-4667. We would love to help you, which in turn helps everyone. GTS is an equal opportunity employer. Dallas Corporation and Dallas Logistics, a proud supporter of the Veterans Radio Broadcast for over 15 years. High-quality printing services and warehouse distribution have been our hallmark since 1985, serving Fortune 100 companies for over 35 years. Check us out at www.dallascorp.com. VDAC an online application that helps veterans research and file for their VA disabilities, empowering the veteran to take full control of your claim. Find out more by going to our website, nifb.org, and clicking on the VDAC button. Once again, our website is nifb.org, and click on VDAC. Welcome back to Wounded But Not Broken with host Patrick Scroggin. Hey everybody, welcome back. Wounded But Not Broken here with uh, Ron Sherman. Hey Ron, so uh, this is something I like to ask a lot of the, the Vietnam generation soldiers. You know, when it comes to all the movies that have came out and portrayed uh, Vietnam and what it may have been like uh, for you. What is the the closest uh, movie that that portrays Vietnam like you remember it? Um, no, I'm trying. I just was talking to Mark about it, and I'm trying to think of the, of the name of the movie. Would uh, there was a movie how? Uh, God, I can't even think of the actor's name now. Uh, well, he, the star was living in a mountain yard village, and the patrols were going out. And and what happened when they reached this mountain yard village, which is it was pretty authentic. Or or the movie, uh, the one that really got to me the most was the one of the first ones where uh, the young, you know, they show you these guys getting drafted and in. in uh, I think a town in the East Coast, Jersey, or sorry, I think it was Jersey, and uh, shows you how what they did to our guys when they were captured in this movie. And I can watch these movies. Fortunately for me, it doesn't get to me that much. But I can't think of the names of them. I don't. I don't. It's been so long ago. I can't remember their name. The names of the movies. I think the first one you're talking about is Full Metal Jacket. Uh, could be the one with uh, 
the star of the movie is uh, no longer he's no longer in movies. Uh, I'll think of it in a minute. But most of the movies are are not that far from not being real. They're close to reality. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I think I think they've you know I think Hollywood has has gotten it, a lot of them right with a with <clears throat> excuse me with a lot of um, military input uh, from you know people of that that era right so yeah I think I think Marlon Brando was star in the movie that's Apocalypse Now yeah Apocalypse Now that's the one yeah that was a, almost on, that was almost on right <laughs> on the money hundred percent. Yeah, that one was a really good one, and then uh, the other one, Full Metal Jacket, with Matthew Modine, and uh, right, yeah, right, that, right. So, so you don't, it doesn't really bother you to watch them movies like that. No, I mean, I have, you know, I, 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 I haven't slept at, uh, not that I think about the war. I haven't slept uh, one night in fifty-four years. I can't sleep through the night, and and. It's not thinking about the battles. It's not thinking about uh, getting shot at. It's just I have an insomnia, and uh, that's the way it goes. I'm never going to get rid of it. Right. So have you ever had I know. I have a story story for men and women that are listening to this program. I'm sure this has happened to many of you. I'm divorced three times, married for the fourth time. And I have, because of PTSD, I have no patience. And I yell, and I yell at my wife. I, I, I've caused three divorces, and I have two kids, 20, uh, 25 years already, that have not ever, they haven't talked to me. I have grandkids I haven't seen. And I was never a physical with any of my kids. And uh, it's really disheartening to me to have to, have to know that I caused those problems to have and I didn't know about PTSD no one knew about PTSD back then anyway but if I did know about it and I did was talked to about it and I, I, I might have gotten help I have I'm going for therapy now to get help and knock on wood my my therapist from uh, James Lovell uh, VA hospital in North Chicago he wrote a, a very nice letter for me about all the things that I'm going through through his therapy and what's wrong with me because VA affairs wanted to take me down from 70 to 30 and I wasn't even on it for a year and a half. So thank God for him. I was having, I had a, uh, we, we had a judicial and the, the judge or the person in charge didn't even bother to have to do an interview with me because they read his letter and said, just leave him at 70%. So the point I'm trying to make is if you're going through divorces and you have kids that don't talk to you and, and, and you have all this going on and you have PTSD and you have no patience and you yell at your spouse or yell at your girlfriend, it's there. And if you can go for help, if you can go to get therapy, You'll never get rid of it, but maybe it will help you save save your relationship with your wife, your girlfriend, your 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 boyfriend, somebody. But go for help. I understand drinking. Everyone thinks that they drink it off or they they do drugs. The way to go. Go for help. 
Yeah, I think that's I think that's absolutely great advice. And I know there's uh, you know, war war affects people and uh, you know in in different ways. And some people handle it different than others. And that's just part of life. It's just like anything else. And you know that's that's really uh, pretty honorable for you to say that and admit that. And uh, you know, especially on a live. Uh, show and I really appreciate that and I think everybody should listen to you and you know if you're if you're having trouble you got to get help um but you know I you know again uh, as somebody that cares about every soldier you know I, I'm sorry that you've had such a, a very difficult time uh, with the VA and and uh, I, I'm glad that you know you're you're finally getting everything on track and um you know and that goes I want to just want to say for everybody listening I mean that's that's what we're here for so if you're having issues or you're having troubles with it, you know, get in touch with the DAV, get in touch with NIFV, get in touch with us and uh, let us help. And, and let's, uh, let's fight the good fight together. And uh, let's, you know, let's, let's make things better. You know, that's, that's one of the things, uh, me being a conservationist and I love to hunt and, and I get a lot of flack, you know, from some people that don't really believe in it or whatever. And that, you know, that's their opinion. That's whatever. But, you know, and that's kind of one of my things is when I go out into the wilderness or I go camping or I'm hunting on a mountain or I'm doing whatever, it's always you have that mentality, you know, leave it better than you found it. And so that is my goal uh, for, uh, you know, the VA and, and my my process and path through the VA and being able to be in positions, hopefully in the future to implement change is leave it better than I found it. And so we always need to be trying to make things better. And, uh, you know, and it's stories like this that, you know, that hopefully will inspire people that, that actually can are in a position right now to make change or in a position to help that will, you know, inspire them to work harder and uh, leave it better than they found it. And so again, tonight, uh, Ron, I really appreciate you sharing everything that you shared and I'm glad you're getting on track and we'll stay in touch. And uh, for everybody out there uh, that's going to conclude us for tonight, I really appreciate you tuning in and I'm glad to be back and I'll be back next week with another great show. And uh, thanks for listening. Have a good night. Uh, Thanks, Pat. Sir. You're listening to wounded, but not broken with host Patrick Scroggins. Attention looking for semi drivers nationwide. GTS Transportation of Burr Ridge, Illinois, is looking to hire a partner with experienced CDL holders in every state. If you are going to drive, why not drive for the best? Whether you are driving solo, as a team, or as an owner-operator, GTS is looking to add you to their rapidly growing company. Become part of one of the most respected, driver-friendly, and successful transportation companies in America, where drivers are treated as royalty. Contact us at gtscarrier.com. Again, gtscarrier.com. Or call us at 847-754-4667. That number again, 847-754-4667. We would love to help you, which in turn helps everyone. GTS is an equal opportunity employer. VDAC an online application that helps veterans research and file for their VA disabilities, empowering the veteran to take full control of your claim. Find out more by going to our website, nifb.org, and clicking on the VDAC button.
Once again, our website is nifv.org and click on VDAC. Dallas Corporation and Dallas Logistics, a proud supporter of the Veterans Radio Broadcast for over 15 years. High-quality printing services and warehouse distribution have been our hallmark since 1985, serving Fortune 100 companies for over 35 years. Check us out at www.dallascorp.com. CBN. Veterans Broadcast Network brings you Wounded But Not Broken, hosted by Patrick Scroggin. It lies within you to conquer your greatest challenges. Patrick tackles the stories of how others faced unthinkable odds and then at a pivotal moment, a change occurred within them that gave them the strength, attitude, and direction to excel beyond the greatest expectations. Listen every week and learn how it is possible to defeat the impossible.